Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about breastfeeding and pumping bloopers. But first, before we get into this very exciting topic, let's do some catching up because I've got lots to talk about. (laughs) How's it going in your neck of the woods, Nicole? Good. So as I was texting you today, I... uh... I've got, I'm all booked for the Fancy conference, which for those who are not dietitians or in the nutrition business world, uh, that is the food and nutrition conference and expo that is taking place in Philadelphia, uh, this October. So mm-hmm. we're going to bunk exciting. it up together with Nick and yeah, that'll be fun. So I, I booked us our Airbnb and it's super close to the convention center and lots of fun restaurants. And yeah, I wasn't really looking forward to it until today. I guess it just kind of got a little bit more real. So that's Wait. exciting. What does bunk it all up together with Nick mean? <laughs> Isn't Nick coming with? No. He's not? No. no. My husband will not be there. <laughs> no, he's not coming. Seriously? It's really funny that you thought that though. No, I'm sorry. Did you book it for three people? You, were you looking for a place for three people? Well, I mean, I got two bedrooms, but. Oh, well, that's that good. So... I don't really want to stay in the same bedroom as you if we don't have to, but no, he will not be there. <laughs> Why did I think he was coming? Oh my god! I don't know. I mean, he came last time when I had Cameron with me when I was breastfeeding. Uh, but that was only because I had Cameron with me and, and I needed someone to take him while I was at the conference. Well, I didn't want Nick to come anyway. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good. Neither did I. I mean, that would be fun, but I, that would, I don't know. No, it's just going to be, it's just going to be you and I, Nicole. Okay. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, okay. And then my other thing, and I just think this is funny. Um, so we have a uh, one of our babysitters, her mom is pretty involved at their church. And so they kept inviting the girls to come to vacation Bible school. And mm-hmm. when I asked like when it was, I was like, okay, cool. What time? 6 to 8.30 p.m. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. And obviously the kids are at like school daycare mm-hmm. all day. And yeah. there's usually some type of an act- afternoon activity with, uh, you know, our nanny. And then to go to church every night, these kids are in love with vacation Bible school. They oh, think it nice. is the coolest thing. So it's like 15, 20 minutes in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a whole production. So actually, oh, excuse me, frog. Um, tonight is the second to last night, but they have like a little presentation thing at, at seven 30. And then mm. there's a, a petting zoo. How cool is that? Wait, they're doing a presentation and you're not there. I know I'm, I'm podcasting. I am committed. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Nicole, you, we could have rescheduled this. This Okay. It's I'm I'm there's like ten kids. It's it's gonna be fine. Hopefully, um, Mark will get it on video. So Mark is actually on a bike ride with his friend, oh, through, with so one of the breweries. Of so okay. neither of us are there. I know. Apparently, <laughs> we look like real winners. Like here's our kids. Thank you for the brief free babysitting. We will not be there for the presentation. Little song and dance, and uh, we'll we'll see you at at eight o'clock. Um, oh yeah, but they love it. So tomorrow night's last night. Okay. So I think we're actually gonna go on like a date tomorrow night and do something fun. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. While they're there, why not? Yes. So that's my update. I used to, 
I loved vacation Bible school. I can remember it was like a week long and it was during the day when I was in school and it was just amazing. We were in this giant amphitheater and we always sang We for about two hours straight. We would just sing songs and get up and dance and oh my gosh, I loved it. So I'm sure they're having lots of fun. They're upset. Okay. So we are going to, next week, we're going to Cedar Point. So for those of you who are not from Ohio or from around the, you know, Lake Erie region or the Great Lakes region, I guess, Cedar Point, I think I said last time that it was west of Cleveland, but my student at work uh, pointed out that uh, I was an idiot and that it's actually east of Cleveland, um, but right on Lake Erie. So we're going to Cedar Point, which is a fantastic amusement park in Columbus, or I'm sorry, in Ohio. It's actually, I believe, the number one amusement park, number one rated amusement park in America. Uh, They've got the highest roller coaster, I believe, at least in the United States, maybe not the world, but anyway. So we're going there, we're going on Tuesday, and then we're staying overnight and then going on Wednesday. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see what else. So just a little, a humbling moment for us, you know, we may have four degrees in nutrition between the Mm -hmm. two of us, but there are still some things we just don't know. For example, on our last episode, I think when I was talking about vitamin D, you had asked why whole milk was called vitamin D milk. And I think it's definitely a point of confusion for a lot of people where, Whole milk is called vitamin D milk. So a lot of people think that you can only get vitamin D from whole milk because of that. So I did a little bit of research and it sounds like from what I read, they call whole milk vitamin D milk because other milk like skim milk and um, reduced, or I'm sorry, skim milk and 2% milk, they have another nutrient claim. So skim milk is also called fat-free milk and 2% milk is also called reduced fat milk. So they have you know, they don't have any space to write anything on their label. Whereas whole milk, there's no other name for it. What are they going to call it? Full fat milk? No. So they just they just add the nutrient claim vitamin D. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of understand that. But the bottom line is, and I did not know this. Here's where my, my humbling moment comes in. Milk is actually not a good, it's not a naturally good source of vitamin D. So it has some vitamin D, but it's not a, it's not a good source of vitamin D naturally. So all milk is actually fortified with vitamin D. Now it is true that whole milk does have slightly more vitamin D because of the fat content, but all milks are fortified with vitamin D. So in case you were stumped by that that last episode and you were wondering yourself, because I guess I kind of left the episode thinking, yeah, what is the answer to that question? So now we know. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. Newer, exciting. Let's see. So just going, another thing, going back to that last episode, I had kind of had an epiphany as I was listening to it. And I've already told you this, Nicole, but I'll tell our listeners. As I was listening to myself say, you know, that I have about five to seven drinks of alcohol per week. First of all, I realized that it's more like three to five. I think five to seven was a little bit of an overestimate. I, it's probably more like three to five. I would say it's closer to seven or maybe even 10, like during vacation weeks or you know, if something else unique is going on. But as I was listening to the podcast and listening to myself talk about how it is, you know, a, uh, a class one carcinogen and I have cancer on both sides of my family, I, I've kind of extended my wellness goals to really, really focus on not drinking at all from Monday to Thursday. Like I've always kind of done 
done and, and really honing in on that and doing that better. And also not drinking more than two drinks on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you know, each of those days. Because even drinking two is more than you're supposed to drink for heart health specifically. So I'm just kind of extending my wellness goal after that last episode. Not to say that you have to, Nicole. This is just for me personally. Cheers to that because I'm drinking rosé yes. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I say this wellness goal. I, my mom was over earlier and, and asked me to split a beer with her. So, you know, we're not perfect. Okay. All right. I think we'll jump into our, to our episode. Uh, unless there's anything that you, anything else that you wanted to say? I don't think so. I'm just super pumped for this episode. I was talking about it with a friend at work today and I was like, it's going to be good. <laughs> me too. Me too. We've been talking about this for a while. So it's Breastfeeding Awareness Month in August. And this week when, the, when this podcast is actually coming out is also World Breastfeeding Week. So in honor of this, we are celebrating moms for all the hard work they do during this very stressful, but also obviously incredibly amazing time of their life. So we've reached out to all of our listeners, our friends, our coworkers, and of course we've dug deep in our own uh history of, you know, breastfeeding and pumping woes and bloopers and come up with some of our own ourselves that we've got to share. And I've got lots of them. So we kind of broke this down into three categories. There's things they never told us about breastfeeding and pumping. And then there's pumping stories. Cause I feel like when it comes to bloopers, I feel like the majority of them were pumping related because that's just funny. And then other is the other category. So the majority of our bloopers fall in the pumping category, but we're going to start with things they never told us. So I'm going to kind of get the ball rolling here. So I would say the first thing they never told us is much of a planner as I am. And I am, I am a type a 100%. I plan things almost to a fault, but not plan for was breastfeeding. I knew I wanted to do it, but I did not do any research on it or go to any classes, did nothing. I kind of just wanted wanted it to happen organically and kind of let the system flow and let the process flow. So I had no idea just how exhausting it was going to be. I had no friends who, who were breastfeeding at the time. Mom didn't really have a great experience breastfeeding, so I didn't really have her to ask. So that was the first thing that I would say they never told us was that just how exhausting it is. In fact, I found a log from Cameron when I was nursing Cameron, just real quick. 7.30 p.m., um, I breastfed him on the right breast for 10 minutes. 11 p.m., left breast for 10 minutes. 1.45 a.m., right breast for 10 minutes. 3.30 a.m., left breast for 10 minutes. And this goes on and on and on. And I'm looking at this, and I'm exhausted just looking at it. So They got apps anyway. for that. I know. I know. <laughs> I, this was an, I think this was, you're exactly right. I did eventually download the app. In fact, Honestly, I'm not really even sure if this is from Cameron or from Paige. I, I, I know I had the app for Cameron. This might be for from Paige. Uh, it didn't really matter. It, it's the same either way. Because when Another it's thing one they never and then three us, and then five, you have no idea if you just nursed on the right or the left. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, I know. An and, app is helpful for me personally. Well, the app was helpful, but I also tried really hard to limit my screen time, especially when Paige, when I had Cameron, because Paige was watching me. And that's kind of when I started to notice that she was noticing everything I was doing. So I think I probably did it by hand as much as possible, but I did also have the app. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to get out my app every 10 minutes either. You know, my phone, you know, <laughs> and then I, I go go to the app and then I, you know, inevitably end up on social media. So, ugh. But yes, they do have apps for that. I also was not aware how large my breasts would get. Uh, I, 
I had no idea because my breasts really did not get that big during pregnancy. So I figured that they wouldn't get much bigger when I was breastfeeding. I had no idea. And I mean, I was scared of my breasts. They were that big. So huge. I also had no idea how much my nipples would hurt. I know that's an obvious statement. Like, of course, your nipples are going to hurt. I, I knew that it would be painful, but I had no idea the extreme pain that I would be in. You know, that gel pads would feel so good and, and that I'd want to basically invest in that company. <laughs> I had no idea that my milk would come out when I was in the shower or when I was aroused, not to get too um, detailed, but no one ever told me that. So when it happened, it was a little bit shocking. Also, I lastly did not know anything about the frenulum or the importance of making sure that your baby's frenulum isn't too tight on both the upper lip and the bottom lip because both of my children had to have their frenulum cut. I knew nothing about that before breastfeeding or for, before having a baby and talking to a, you know, a certified lactation counselor or consultant, I guess. And uh, so that was a, a big learning curve for me and getting to understand that. So not really a blooper, but just, you know, one of those things they never tell you. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, almost, you know, your one about how, how much would come out in the shower and when aroused. I actually, I had, I never leaked. Were you a leaker? No, I was not a leaker at all. I never wore breast pads. I mean, people bought them for me for my shower. I never leaked. I still but when I was in the them. shower, I leaked. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I never leaked either. Yeah. I, I ran around in those nursing tank tops from Target, which if you mm. are an expecting mother, oh, get them. They are amazing. You can I got just, mine on Amazon. Or Amazon. Yeah, just drop the top. It was, especially if you don't have big boobs like you or I, those things, I just lived in them for a year. Literally just lived in them. Well, I had big boobs when I was breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> they were huge. Yeah. So that's kind of one <laughs> of my things. But then they shrank like to one tenth of the size. Okay. <laughs> well, that's something people never told, somebody never told me is that maybe your boobs won't get bigger. I expected them, interestingly, to get bigger. Mm-hmm. I think because of what mm-hmm. my mom had said about breastfeeding, but my boobs almost yeah. didn't, ch- I guess I should call them breasts. That sounds a little bit more appropriate. I don't boobs. know. Boobs. Boobs is more fun, but yeah. Boobs is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't change really much at all. Um, I, no one told me that I could lose a part of my nipple. Uh, what episode was that, that we, I think it was breastfeeding up the first breastfeeding episode. We talked about my nipple uh-huh. that fell off. Um, and basically what happened was it just got so blistered and the, it never got a rest. I mean, when you, just, as you were explaining with you know, your schedule with nursing cam, it's once you experience that level of trauma and I will call it trauma. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's an understatement Mm -hmm. or an overstatement at all or exaggeration. Uh, and and it just doesn't get any rest from there. It just kind of continues to, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But it does grow back. If you're, if you're, if you're curious, I did survive and my anatomy has rebounded. Uh, what else? That's interesting that it grows back. Yeah. Is that, I mean, I it's, tell. It's, okay. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't. All right. I mean, if you really want details, it was like a sixth to a quarter of my nipple. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't like half of it or anything, but that's not a small amount either. And now I'm thinking about significant. I'm thinking about Brian editing this episode and I'm cringing for him. Our poor editor. I know. <laughs> the next 20 oh. minutes is going to be a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I, I feel like women crave this stuff. It's, it's, we have to talk about oh, it. Oh yeah. What about when you were, especially in 
the hours and immediate days following delivery, did you have that like uterine cramping when you were breastfeeding? Oh my gosh. So I didn't have it as much with Paige um, because she didn't latch as well. And it was my first. So with Cameron, it was so bad. I can remember sitting there just in tears. I mean, I remember once sending me Cameron to nurse him and I was like, I don't want to do it because I just knew that pain was going to come. And then she told me that it gets worse with subsequent pregnancies. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. That's when I knew I was never having another baby. I'm like, I, I cannot imagine it being, it was basically like I was in labor again. Yes. That's how yes. bad it was. It's it was like terrible. a menstrual cramp times like 10 is how I would describe it. Yes. And it's sure. yep. how it was explained to me. I'm assuming this is correct because it was from a lactation consultant is that basically it does that because it's your body's way of naturally trying to reduce the size of the uterus back to normal. Yes. It's I like your body recognizes- baby has been evacuated, time to prep for the mm-hmm. next one kind of thing. Um, <laughs> all right. And my so la- it's a good thing. So oh, in reality, yeah. the, the the cramping is a good thing. It's a sign that your body is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. Because even, you know, after the baby's delivered, at least my midwife uh, with both pregnancies would come into the room and it, just a time or two would kind of press to see kind of where my uterus had kind Mm -hmm. of shrunk back to. And I don't know, I have no idea how long that process takes, but they obviously want to see that your body is doing what it's supposed to do at that point um, after after evacuation. All right. Last thing that I did not know Mm. to expect was I certainly had a stud boob and a dud boob. My Mm -hmm. left Mm -hmm. was like a three or four to one producer compared to my right. And it was like that with both of my pregnancies. And interestingly, I didn't walk around complete like with one, we'll say like softball and one like ping pong ball. Uh, I wasn't that bad. I mean, there was a slight (laughs) difference um, more in like the firmness, if you will, uh, just because obviously if you have a ton mm-hmm. of milk in your boob, it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, but I I was always amazed, especially with pumping that that, that happened. And it was interesting because I yeah. was very loyal to the whole switching and making sure that I had even nursing time. But I think what it boiled down to was once that, once that supply was established, I was way more comfortable on nursing on my left side. So I think it just became a better producer, but I've heard that's not uncommon. Mm -hmm. I probably not that big of a difference. Mine was pretty extreme, but yeah, I had no idea. Mark always found that very, very funny. Like I would even pump with different size bottles on my left side. Like I would pump with an eight ounce bottle on my left and a four ounce bottle or even like a three ounce bottle on my right or two. No, I did the same thing. Whatever the size that was. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had the same exact issue with mine. My left breast made more milk for sure than my right. Um, And I'm not sure why. Maybe Cameron latched better on the left. So it it just got more stimulation. Not really sure. Mm -hmm. But like you said, even when I was pumping, I pumped full time with Paige. Actually, here's the funny thing. When I was pumping, my right breast actually made more, which is very, very strange. Oh. Because I can can remember that. When, When Cameron was born, I remember it noticing that my left made more like I could have sworn my right one made more last time and I looked back and that was the case so it's very strange how that works so speaking of pumping stories let's let's look at the the pumping bloopers this is where it starts to get a little bit funny okay so here is one of my stories so like I said I pumped full-time with Paige for about 11 months. So I can remember we were taking a trip, a work trip. I was with a bunch of chefs, mainly male chefs, in the back of this giant tour bus 
basically, that had an out-of-commission bathroom in the back. But I was sitting back there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to pump. So I was like, okay, well, I'll use this bathroom. I'll go in there, and I'll pump. So I tried to keep it a secret that I was going in there to pump. But, of course, they were all like, why are you going in there? The bathroom is broken. (laughs) So I had to tell everyone why I was going in there. Meanwhile, I pumped in there for about 30 minutes, and all— I all I could think about was that everyone knew I was in there basically half naked pumping. <laughs> I just felt like all of their eyes were on me. Again, it was 99% male chefs. It was just the most awkward 30 minutes. And then of course I came out and I'm just everyone's like staring at me. Oh gosh, that was just so awkward. And that was about three months. That was right after my maternity leave had ended with Paige. So it was just awkward all around. Mm-hmm. Okay, some other awkward moments, I would say pumping on my way. Uh, I, I used to work, I used to go every once in a while to another job after my job at the university, and I would just go and do some counseling like once a month. And I remember a couple times I didn't have time to pump in between that job and my current, my full-time job. And I would have to pump in the car, which I feel like every mother who's ever pumped in their life has probably experienced that at least one time. Have you? Oh, Yeah. Like pumping and driving. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. But yeah, it's sometimes you got to do what you got to do. One time I was pumping at work and I didn't realize that the, is it called the phalange? The the giant like tube thing that suctions onto your breasts. The, I, I called it a, is it a flange? Maybe it's flange. I'm I don't probably know. saying it wrong. It I didn't, with an F. I didn't realize it. <laughs> I think you might be right. It might be a flange. But uh, I didn't realize as I was taking it off that I had a bunch of milk like puddled in somehow milk had just like made a puddle in that somehow. I'm not really sure how. And I went to take it off and it just spilled everywhere on my shirt. And of course, I don't have a change of clothes at work. I mean, I I would have a change of clothes. So I had to walk around the rest of the day. I went straight to the back and, you know, put water on it so it didn't dry all crusty and smelly. As we all know, it stinks. Um, But I had to walk around uh, at work the rest of the day with a giant um, wet blob on my shirt. That was fun. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) This is this is not even funny. This is actually kind of sad, but I would say I was, I still did not have the best relationship with exercise right after I had Paige. I was still a little bit on the over-exercise, kind of obsessed with making sure I got a workout in after I had Paige. So I found myself, and, and I would, I don't say that, I wouldn't say that I was doing it out of obsession necessarily, but I find my, I found myself getting bored when I would sit and pump. So I would get up and I would do like bar workouts when I was pumping, you know, cause it was 30 minutes. So I do, you know, the leg lifts, the arm lifts, I'd get some weights in my arms. I would do it, you know, maybe once a day for 30 minutes. And that would be my workout because I didn't have, Lord knows I had zero other time to do it within that first, you know, three months. So that was an interesting uh, memory. Lastly, for my pumping stories, I just remember once I was with Paige, Cameron was probably about four months old. We were lake, my cousin's lake house. And I had to pump because Cameron wasn't with me. And Paige all of a sudden started throwing up. So she was clearly had food poisoning or something. And I just remember her laying on my lap, 
uh, for 30 minutes going to the, you know, going back and forth to the trash can, back to my lap, to the trash can, back to my lap while I was pumping. And I just felt so terrible for her. I didn't know what to do. I was stuck on my pump. Uh, yeah, I've got a picture of that actually. I believe it's the one that we're going to either post on the, on our website or on our Instagram story. Aww. Cause it's just a classic photo and she just looks miserable, but so cute. <laughs> okay. So why don't you go into your pumping bloopers and then we'll talk about our listener pumping bloopers. I feel like mine are just more traumatic than funny, but, uh, you mentioned pumping in the car, but these will make women feel better. Uh, at the, when I went back to work, so Shay was born October 6th. So I returned to work in the dead of January in Michigan. And I worked Mm. at the time about 30 minutes from home. And so this was about maybe the second week back to work after maternity leave. And the daycare opened at seven and I had to be up to a leadership meeting at eight o'clock. And normally under good road conditions, no problem. Well, this was whiteout conditions. So I recall vividly that I pulled in the daycare parking lot at 655 with my three-month-old ready to drop kick her out the door to a person I barely knew in order to (laughs) hook myself up to my pump in the car. And I literally white knuckled it an hour plus to get up to this meeting. I walk in like probably still in like snow boots. And I reported to the CFO who was a man without children, unmarried. And mm. I was about 10 minutes late. And I literally, I mean, like sweating in January, like did everything I could do to get there on time. And he kind of gave me the look like, seriously, you're going to walk in here 10 minutes late. And I just knew at that moment, I'm done. I'm quitting my job. Yeah. I cannot work full time, yeah. 30 minutes away from home. I have this baby Ugh. I love so much. And I I did. I was this, So that was January and I was gone by March. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've worked, <laughs> yeah, uh, I started working part-time after that and I work full, full-time now, but that was the end of the rope for me. And so Mark didn't let me quit until I had another option, but it all kind of worked out. But that, that is, you know, sometimes you just have those moments where like, this is yeah. not working and, and yet white knuckling it on the highway when it's dark and snowing and you're pumping, you're just like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. what is oh. this all for kind of thing? Okay. But even more traumatic than that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this <laughs> next one. I would cry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Shay was four months old when Mark and I decided that we would, no, she had to have been a little bit older, maybe six months old. We went to Mexico as we normally do for spring break. And obviously I was still breastfeeding at the time. So I took my pump with me. I shouldn't say obviously, but I was, um, these are pumping bloopers. And so all week long, we didn't have a refrigerator or anything like that. So we were going to the ice machine. Actually, no, there was no ice machine. We were calling room service like every six hours around the clock for six days to bring ice so that I could store my pumped milk in one of our two sinks at temperature so that I could schlep it all back home and feed my baby and mitigate my mom guilt, right? Over leaving my baby. (laughs) And we get to the, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Cabo or Cancun, but we get to the airport and try to go through security and there was the language barrier. It, It was a bad situation. Needless to say, after a lot of back and forth or attempts to go back and forth, the airport 
TSA ended up throwing out six days worth of pumped milk. I, oh my gosh, I cannot, I would, I would lose it. Uh, Mark was like, it's okay. It's okay. You got some in the freezer at home. And I would, I, I was crying and he's like, Nicole, it's okay. I, I think he understood at that point. Cause he had seen for like the, the past six days, what an effort it was to do that. Um, and no hablo espanol at all, either of us. So that was a really mm. bad situation. So I guess <laughs> my word of caution is if you're traveling, especially to another country, read the TSA laws because after returning yeah. and doing the research, I don't know that that was actually, I think that could have been avoided. Um, so anyway, okay. that was really bad. So then I, I think it was the next year or no, maybe it was two years later and it was with uh, Piper that I was pumping. So we're leaving mm -hmm. to go on spring break and we're in the United like lounge, which is amazing. Mark flies, you know, for business a lot. And so we get upgraded and we can go to the lounge. So they have a private pumping slash breastfeeding room in the lounge. That's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So we're going and I'm mm -hmm. pumping that, which is amazing. On our way back, I'm sitting in the Cancun airport on the floor of the terminal, like at the gate sitting on the floor pumping because there were no outlets in any bathroom. None. Oh my gosh. No. On the floor. <laughs> that pumping. That actually Horrible. beats my story. One. Yeah. Airports are the worst. They've gotten much better. I would say. Uh, I mean, I don't know about Cancun. That's a whole different story in LAX once. And I could not for the life of me find a nursing, you know, area. Mm -hmm. uh, I followed, I followed a sign that said, you know, nursing area this way for probably, I felt like a mile. And I finally got there. It was under construction. So I went into a bathroom, couldn't find anywhere to pump, ended up pumping in a handicap stall for 30 minutes, which is totally awkward. And there, you know, there's people in line, like wondering what the heck I'm doing in there. Uh -huh. Oh gosh. But on the floor in the terminal, that definitely is. I've had me. the same experience, like with uh, the outlet, I've had to plug in the pump and then like string it into the stall so that I could have a little bit of privacy. So there's just like a electrical, oh, you know, <laughs> like wire going across the middle of the bathroom. And it's like, <laughs> like wonder what she's oh, doing in there. Is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought of one more blooper. Um, and this was actually okay. after I quit my, my job up in South Haven and I had already accepted uh, my, uh, my role before this one, but my, at my current company and my new team had, they were meeting me at Panera for lunch. And I don't know why I decided this was a good idea, but I just pull in the Panera parking lot, which to my, in, in my defense is a very busy Panera. So I probably took the only spot that there was, but I was pumping and I don't remember if I had like the cover on or not, but my new boss then came up to my car window and was like, tap, 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 tap. I was just finishing up pumping and she was like, roll down the window. And I'm like, no, I'll see you in there. Like it was so awkward. She, and she had no idea what was going on. And I, oh I could gosh. tell that I was awkward and I did not roll down the window. And I later told her, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was finishing up pumping. And she, uh, she's a nurse. I mean, she was wonderful about it, but it was so funny. I was just like, yeah. okay, Nicole, you <laughs> need to go park in Timbuktu before you park next to all these people next time you're pumping. So, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I've totally been there. Pump I always tried to park somewhere incons inconspicuous. I had some stories like that as well. Gosh, so <laughs> awkward. Or truckers. Have you ever so had somebody like honk at you? Like, oh yeah. Honk, honk. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, but yes. when we go by <laughs> trucks, I would always make sure to cover myself well because yeah, they're so high up. Oh my gosh, that's so awkward. Yeah, they're so high and they can so see inappropriate. Exactly Good what Lord. you're doing. Ugh, too funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Okay, so how about listener? Um, listener and coworker and friend bloopers. So I have a coworker, Lisa, who had a story a while ago that she told me about pumping. Okay, so she worked somewhere where she would have a room to pump. It was kind of, it was almost like a conference room, I would say, that they allowed her to pump in. And the windows in the in the room were one of those windows where she could see out, but people can't see in. I don't know what those windows are called. I'm sure there's a special name for them. But she remembers, you know, just sitting there pumping while people would walk by and kind of try to look in while she was pumping. Not because they knew she was in there pumping, because, you know, when you pass a window that you can't see inside, you like try to look inside and see if maybe you can see inside. It's just like an inclination that all humans have, I feel like. So she just remembers sitting there and pumping while people would just put their face up to the glass, staring inside, looking to see if they can see in. And honestly, when she told me the story, I just try to picture how awkward that would be. People just walking by and trying to peer in, even though they can't see, but still, you're seeing them look in. It's looks like they can see inside. Oh my gosh. I wonder so when she told me that, I was like, like that's going on relaxed, my list. you're not relaxed though, don't you just produce less milk? Well, that never happened to me. I will no. say that. That was never an issue for me. I never had to look at pictures or smell anything or listen to anything. No, no. I could be stressed as can be and I'd still make like 10 ounces. I know people are going to kill me right now, but it's, uh, it's yeah, a fact. Totally. <laughs> You're like, that's cool. You can throw out six days worth of milk. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's liquid. Cause I never produced enough. That's no. so funny. But yeah, I think a lot of women like need a pretty relaxed atmosphere or yeah, look at yeah, pictures or videos of the baby. And I don't think that conference mm-hmm. room situation would work for me. She probably should look at the, like the laws around no. what her employer has to provide. I- Or just turn around. I mean, that's, Oh yeah. I I think it was probably like maybe day one or two when that, yeah, she could just turn around, but yeah, that, uh, who knows? Doesn't sound fun to me. All right. You got the, you got the next three. Sure. Um, No, I, I know Nicole. Um, she was actually a student of mine, uh, in a previous lifetime and she's so sweet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She works in a, in Columbus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And now she lives somewhere really Arizona. Yeah. Like rural Arizona. I think she works at like a nursing home. Um, but she does, Mm -hmm. Oh, it says hospital food service. Okay. Yeah. Um, I knew she was in food service. And so, you know, when, as you know, Gina, like working with vendors and suppliers of food, uh, you know, sometimes you have multiple suppliers and they're kind of in and out of your kitchen all day long. So she described Mm -hmm. to us that she was pumping when the milkman walked in and she's like, got milk, anyone? (laughs) And she was, she had a good sense of humor about it. But did she actually say that to him? Is that? I don't think so. (laughs) That would be really (laughs) funny. Or maybe, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm sure it was just one giant awkward moment when it's one thing when a woman walks, when it's a guy, it's, it's, it's triple the awkwardness for sure. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that she's, she has a good sense of humor. So she probably just like rolled with it, but that has to be so awkward. I mean, a guy Mm -hmm. to, a guy to, and she probably has to see this guy like on an ongoing basis. Uh, and that's what makes it so much worse. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Uh, so Riddy from Instagram said, uh, that she'd pump out of her desk while on conference calls, which I totally did the same thing. And she said one day that somebody on the conference call stopped to say, does anyone hear that? What's that noise? And it was her pump going, (laughs) 
I've done that. (laughs) The worst. You don't think, either you think you're on mute and you're not, which Uh is also worse. I one time had a whole conversation with my intern uh, that was right next to me and then realized that they could all hear me. Um, Or you just don't realize how loud the pump is. I mean, you know how loud it is, but you just don't think that they're going to hear it on the conference call. But they do. <laughs> so I, I, that would be so awkward. And you're like, uh, what do you do? Stop pumping, admit that it was you. Yeah. <laughs> awkward. Oh That's so funny. Um, all right. Our last one is from Jessica. So Jessica is actually a CDE, um, who works on my team and she, <laughs> she has twin. She's super mom. She nursed twin boys for a year. And oh, gosh, yes. And then she actually just finished I think it was either this week or last week. She finished pumping for her one-year-old daughter. So she has three kids, three and under. <laughs> I know. I know. She's super woman. Good for her. Yeah. So um, we have a couple different locations that we're at. And one of them, she was pumping in the office, which is, it's great. It's like a keypad, like safe office. Like you need the key to the key code to get in. And so she was pumping at work one day. And there's a, there's a couple windows in that office. And it, it's almost like when you look out, it's onto a flat roof, like right below. We're on the second floor. So it's like the first floor roof, I guess. So one day she was pumping mm-hmm. and looked over and she saw that there was a she saw there was a man cleaning the outside of her window, like her, the office window <laughs> where oh she's pumping. Gosh. And I'm trying there no. are blinds on the window, but I mean, how awkward if you're like because she probably didn't have a cover up. She's like in a private office, you know? So she's like, yes, got her flanges sticking out of her, like, you know, wireless or like hands free <laughs> pumping bra. Like, oh, let me close that. Typing on her computer. Yeah, totally. Um, I remember well, the day she told me that story. It was really funny. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, my office is set up just like hers, it sounds like, or this office, because my office overlooks a, like a, an awning, but it's a roof. So no one is ever on this, in this space. I've always wanted like a door to go out there to put, you know, a chair and table. That's not what it's for. It's really just for people who are doing construction or, you know, cleaning windows, just like this. So I I realized one day that there was, I didn't even realize it until probably like a year into my pumping journey that I could pull down the blind. I know this is, I didn't even think about it, Mm -hmm. but someone was walking out on my, on the deck or on the roof. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should pull this down. So I can completely relate to that. It never happened to me, but I could see how that would you you don't think that anyone's going to be on that roof right until they until they are <laughs> until they so. are <gasps> totally awkward those were fun okay so those were great I pumping is is and was I feel like the worst time of my life but also just I mean obviously the best because I was doing it because I wanted to do it I wanted to provide my children with you know good nourishment from my own body so while it was terrible, it was, uh, I'm so happy to be able to go back and, and laugh at it. And I would do it a million times over again. So, so thank you ladies for sharing those. We just have another category just called other that I didn't really know what category to put in. So they kind of fell into a random category. So I'll kind of give mine. So I probably had, I, w- I can remember three really seriously clogged ducts 
in my time during both nursing and pumping full time. And, you know, if you have a, a clogged duct, it can easily turn into mastitis. I will say I was lucky enough to never experience that, but I've heard terrible nightmare stories about it. But I do remember twice having a clogged duct that hurt really bad, basically like a giant bruise on your breast. So the one time, I'll never forget this, I was so desperate to relieve myself that I, I'll never forget, I standing over my my office trash can for about 15 minutes, just pressing out the milk, like a, basically like a cow, just pressing it out, pulling on my breast, getting it into that trash can and just thinking to myself, if anyone walks in right now, I will be mortified. Thankfully, no one did, but it was just, that was one of those moments that is etched in my memory forever. And then also I remember one time uh, I, I called, I believe it was my lactation consultant. And she told me, she said, Gina, I want you to sit down on your kitchen counter with your pump and a beer and just massage that thing out. And I was like, really? Okay. So of course I really enjoyed that. So I just sat on my kitchen counter, relaxed, had a beer, massaged it out with the pump and felt really good and actually worked. So I think that there is actually something, you know, some people say it's an old wives tale. I actually truly believe the hops in beer does help produce milk. Uh, whenever I would have beer specifically, I always felt myself making more milk. Obviously, if you're going to have a beer, you, you'd want to either do it while you're nursing or at least a couple hours before you're nursing. Um, cause it takes, I think it takes 30 to 45 minutes for the alcohol to get into the system. But, mm -hmm. And my kids only nursed for like five to 10 minutes. So I could drink a beer while I was nursing. Other people might not be able to, cause I know a lot of people, they, their kids nurse for what? 30 to 45 minutes. I never experienced that. Oh my gosh. I was very I blessed in drank, that regard too. I always drank beers when I was nursing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, that sounded bad. Beer. Okay. Like, so oh, did beer. I have another one? Yeah. <laughs> A beer, yeah. We we understood what you're what you're saying. I'm like throwing a okay, back. <laughs> uh, two more from me. <laughs> I was always chugging when I was when I was nursing. No, okay. So here's another one. I got my my hair done once, and when I say done, I got the like Brazilian hair treatment done. And when you get that done, they have to straighten your hair. I mean, it is poker straight. If you don't know me or you've never seen a picture of me, I have very curly hair. So. Pete or Cameron had never seen me with straight hair. So I'll never forget coming in from after getting my hair done. He was about, I would say, seven months old is my guess. And he went on a nursing strike for the next 24 hours. He cried when he looked at me. Like Aww. he didn't know me. I was basically a stranger to him. He did not nurse until probably about 12 o'clock the next day. So I had to pump you know, and give him a bottle. I mean, it was the saddest thing. And then I think, you know, slowly he realized that it was his mom under this straight mass of hair. That is <laughs> it was just so sad. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was not not expecting that. Yeah, yeah. I knew, nurse. I mean, nursing, <laughs> I had a nursing strike with both my girls, but I can't link it to yeah. a why like you were able to with Cameron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the only time I, oh, that's not true. The other nursing strike he had was when I, I didn't yell at him, but the first time he bit my nipple and I basically screamed because it hurt so bad and I scared the crap out of him. And he didn't nurse for probably about 12 hours that time. 
<laughs> so I felt so bad. Oh my gosh. But I mean, it hurts. I mean, oh, and he, yeah. and he doesn't just bite and let go. I mean, he would cling on to that thing. That was the reason I had to quit nursing. I would have gone longer than 14 months if I could, but he kept biting my nipples. And it was, I think I said in one of the, the previous podcasts that my, my sister-in-law, who is an oncology surgeon, tells me these horror stories about doing surgery on women's breasts who have like abscesses from children biting their nipples. So that story kept being, in, it was in the back of my mind. So when he started biting me, I was like, okay, this, this can't go on. So it was an unfortunate ending to our breastfeeding journey. Okay, so my last, I guess, blooper goes back to when I was a new mom with Paige. And I would say she was probably about three, we were probably about three weeks into the postpartum journey. So I was a newly breastfeeding woman. And we had this weird schedule and it worked really well where, you know, Paige would be up all night. So I would come in the basement and watch TV and she put, and we had the bassinet down here and there's like a little bed down here. This was our old house, actually. And I would hang out with her in the basement while Nick would be upstairs and he'd be in our room sleeping. He'd sleep for about five hours and then we'd switch off. So one time he decided, so he would, oh no, I'm sorry. He would he would keep her from about 7 p.m. to 12 a.m., okay? And I would sleep upstairs in my room and then come down and be with her for the rest of the night down in the basement, okay? One night... I woke up at around 4 a.m. and my breasts were like two giant boulders on my body. (laughs) I looked at my watch and I was like, holy crap. He, I go downstairs. I'm like, why didn't you wake me up? He's like, well, I was trying to let you get some sleep. And, you know, so kind, obviously, and came with good intentions. But, you know, I needed to relieve myself. I, this was three weeks into the uh, in the process. I needed to pump or breastfeed her. It was the most pain I have been in, I think, ever during my breastfeeding time. I mean, it was terrible. And you know that, you know, like when you have to pee really bad, but it doesn't come out, like you'll sit on the toilet and it takes like a little bit of time to come out because you have to be that bad. I remember putting that pump on my breast and it literally took like 10 minutes to finally get it to start flowing because I was so full. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yes, it was. And 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 usually when I would put it. When you're that full and you're trying to pump, it's like the pump can't get a good enough suction. So it just keeps like tugging harder. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably just what it it feels like. Yeah, it was just terrible. So of course I felt great because I got some good sleep. Don't get me wrong, but um. Uh, and, and I probably needed it, but boy, was that a lot of pain. All right, let's go. Let's move on to our listener, our listeners. Um, you want me to do these? I'll read the one from Colleen. The, I, I think I read it when it came Got in it. and I was dying. So Colleen, uh, one of our listeners wrote that her daughter, when she was three weeks old, they had to attend a family wedding. And so she was nursing her daughter in the back of the reception with a cover on and her husband's uncle came over and said, who do we have here? And lifted the cover like before she could stop him. He just thought the baby was sleeping or whatever. And she just said, I was so, yeah, well, I'm sure she felt horrible, but he was also mortified. Uh, I can totally picture that happening. 
thing and it's such an honest mistake. It was, yeah, oh, it, I, oh, yeah. yeah. If so you don't awkward. know what a breast cover is or like a nursing <laughs> cover, if you've never seen one before and you just think that you're, first of all, what did he, I mean, maybe he thought the baby was sleeping. He still shouldn't have done that, uh-huh. but, but you know, it's an innocent thing to do if you have no idea what's under there. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's completely it's, awkward. It's such a small thing, but it's so awkward because it's family. Like you're obviously going to be together like the whole night, you know, and it's just, you can't, you can't undo that. You know, there's just, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was oh. probably completely awkward for him too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Katie from Instagram uh, tells a story of dropping off her daughter at daycare on her first day back to work. That's a doozy. First day back to work. Okay. So Lo and behold, her daughter spit up, and she says it was a rather large amount, which I can only imagine, all over her right before she left to get back into her car. So, of course, she has spit up all over the front of her outfit, and you think, well, just go back home and change, but she had a meeting that she had to get to at 9 o'clock. This was her first day back, so kind of like your story. So she had to go to the meeting. She couldn't go back home and get changed, so she basically shut up you know, at the meeting, she probably went to clean herself, but probably like my story where she just had water all over her, her, the front of her trying to clean up the spit up. And she probably smelled pleasant too. So. Well, oh like you said, breast remember- milk has that smell though. It's very distinct. Oh, terrible. Yes. It's especially when it starts to dry. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. So, oh my gosh, those were, those were great stories. Oh, you know what? Hold on. There's, I feel like I had Oh, you know what? I, I skipped a section. Sk- kids say the darndest thing real quick. So uh, so two things about, well, first of all, a pumping story from Paige, something that she said that was hilarious. So, you know, I had been pumping Cameron for about three months at this time, and I was trying to teach her how to swing on a swing. We had just gotten a swing set. So I'm pushing her on the swing, and I said, Paige, you got to start to pump. And she says, but mommy, I don't have any boobs. <laughs> So I just, Aww. I died. And, and you know, she's looking at me like, what is so funny? So that was great. Also, one of our listeners and a coworker of mine, Rachel, says that her daughter once asked her if she held her breast milk in similar to how she holds her pee, which, oh my gosh, so kids cute. are so inquisitive. I Great question. You know, of course, that's what you're going to think. But, you know, obviously it's it's not quite the same, but kind of like my story that I just told, there are some similarities. Like when you're really full and it doesn't come out when you want it to come out. Um, so I, I, I know her daughter well, and she's very similar to Paige. So I thought that was, that's, those are two good kids say the darndest things to end uh, this episode with. Okay. What about mom wins or favorite new products? Do you have any? Uh, I, I got the Kodiak cake muffin microwavable mm-hmm. things and they're mm-hmm. really good. Did their kids, did your kids like them? They like them. They're not obsessed, which I think is good. They, they eat like yeah, half yeah. of one. Um, and I get to okay. eat the rest, which is really nice. So oh, combined, if I make two in the morning, they each eat half. And so together I, I kind of eat the leftover and I put like some pecans on top and they're really good. Yeah. That was a good find. 
Nice. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I've got nothing, but I do have a review to read, which is very exciting, from Colleen. She says, I love this podcast. I enjoy Gina and Nicole's candid conversations laced with nutrition tips and overall wellness and parenting reflections. I've already been motivated to make a few changes in my life, including increasing vegetable consumption in my family and getting back into an exercise routine. Thank you, ladies, and keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Colleen. And I'm pretty sure Colleen, if I recall, is a NICU dietitian uh, with, I think she said, three words of her own. Am I thinking of the right person? Oh, your memory is far better than mine. So probably. Okay. 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 I'm pretty sure that's that's the Colleen that wrote this, uh, this review, but I could be wrong. Sorry, Colleen, if I'm wrong about that. But anyway, thank you so much. All right. So coming up on August 18th, we will be dishing about the Whole30 meal plan. What's it all about? Is it worth it? And what are our thoughts? Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitian's Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. And honestly, even if you just want to fill out the stars, you don't have to write anything. So it will literally take you milliseconds. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Gina. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.